Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Hey, everybody! Happy Monday! And if you're hearing my voice, well, no, it's not Maria Menunos. It's Heel Squad with Mr. Maria Menunos. Coming to you today with uh, Natasha June, our producer extraordinaire, sitting in with me, helping me, doing some backup duties. And today I'm really excited because we have a, a sports and performance hypnotherapist and coach. And then many, many other things that this person does, Missy Sunseri. And, um, you know, I'm always looking for new modalities to, to heal, but then also to improve your life. And there's so many ways out there. And the more, we, the more I sit in and produce the show, the more I learn about them. And uh, reading the testimonials about Missy and, and the way she works and who she works with, it just really opened my mind to how many ways we can, yes, of course, heal, because I'm that's part of what she does as well, but then also just even improve. And, and I think, and we'll get into us, but you know, whether you, okay, maybe you're an athlete or your child's an athlete. I think there's something, there's a lot of stuff to this. A lot of professional athletes work with, um, uh, people like Missy, but I think there's other things. Maybe it's a test you have to take. Maybe it's a big interview with somebody. Maybe it's just meeting your in-laws for the first time, I don't know, but I just, I feel like to be able to improve your performance in, um, in, in ways outside of, um, I don't know, talking to yourself in the mirror, <laughs> maybe taking pills. I don't know. It's a, I'm, I'm all for it. So, um, with that, Missy, thank you for being here today with us. And, um, it's funny. We, we were already doing some banter before the show started. I said, stop, stop, stop. I want to save this for the year. But one of the things I found interesting was that there's a testimonial on the website where a woman said, I'm so afraid that my wedding is coming up and I'm so afraid that when I read my vows, 
I'm going to cry all through them. And, you know, even though it's beautiful, she's always, it's tears of joy and, and all that. She didn't want it to take away from the ceremony. So she worked with you. And so I thought, wow, because I know you also work with uh, professional athletes and, and, you know, for high level performing, but even something like that, which is day to day. And I can't tell you how many things I know, like I might not be crying at a wedding, but there's other things I know that I'm, I'm going to lose my temper or I'm going to get too emotional, whatever the case is, being Italian, you're Italian too. So maybe you understand East coast Italian to East coast Italian. Tell me about that. Tell me how, tell me, let's start out with that because we started talking about that when we first met. So, um, yes, that was a very interesting client. What, you know, what she decided is obviously she didn't want to mess up her makeup. So what we have, when we access our subconscious, our subconscious can't tell the difference between imagining and real life. So what we do when we go into hypnosis is we, we break down those old habits and make a known and a known is very strong in our mind. It's 95% of our, of our thinking at the time. So by taking somebody in for her, I've replaced a not happy memory, like a not crying memory, happy memory with another happy memory. And so when she would press her thumb, we used her thumb. So every time I would take her in hypnosis, I'd bring up that other happy memory every time she would touch her thumb. So then eventually it creates an anchor in that person's subconscious, which then they can have access to at any time. Wow. So I put it on her thumb so she could hold her bouquet. You know, there's so many different things that we can use this for in our life. Um, you know, as you said, taking tests giving speeches, just even confidence in general. Um, so by giving people this, this anchor inside of them, which I off of all of this created a method called the, the flow state method. And what it does is give you access to that flow state, whether you're performing or you're on the field. So when, when you're, when you're playing, if you notice, all right, if I think about taking that shot, probably going to mess up that shot. But if, if I, if you think about it, yeah. But it, when you're in that flow, so when we're performing, we're already in hypnosis. When we're playing sports, we're already in a level of hypnosis. So any performance person, it's very easy to access that state. So I can take them to, all right, do you remember a time where you were in the game and you felt in the flow? You didn't even have to think. You could see the ball before it was coming. You just you were playing your best game. I take that state and I anchor it to their self so that they have access to it at any time because they've already felt that state. So why can't they bring it up on their own? So how does that translate to somebody who's not an athlete and you want to access that flow state? So I have to, it's a two-part question. And what if they've never felt that flow state? Or they can't oh, remember good a question. Because yeah, I love the flow state. state. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you can't remember a time. You know, you want to access something that's so, like, I don't know. You don't have a memory of it. Yeah. So how do you install that? So what I do is I I take saying in hypnosis and I take, I use NLP, hypnosis, imagery, 
and also spirituality. Yeah, I saw that in your notes. We probably got to explain NLP imagery because you're, you're trained in... in um, multiple other modalities too, but so, so, so what I do is I take the person in and say they never felt that state. So we know that there's a time where they got in their head. There's a time where they were down on their sub or they heard it from somewhere else, someone else. So I take them in and I literally say, the age of when you've heard this is walking around the corner. And we go in and heal that age. And that brings the healing to now. So you have to really go in deep to talk to the person to find out what age that there was the trauma or the trigger. Well, I, you know, it, you don't have to go in that deep, actually. It's, it's, it's also an access that usually somebody that is performing wants to get better. So they want to feel better. They, they're. Or you have someone comes to you. Yeah, they're. they're oh, that's interesting. They're so. there for a reason. So they give me access to that state. So they, they surrender to, to. But do you have to, through questioning them, find out where? No, you don't even have to find out where that the trauma was that one. You know, triggered so they oh yeah so i it, that's what we do so it doesn't take a lot so by me connecting also spiritually and going into hypnosis with them i see what they're seeing so i'm in hypnosis with them and i'm able to guide them where they need to go so if they feel that they can't access that spot i can feel in them they're not accessing it so i will take them into a different direction okay Let's think of a time you felt empowered. What were you doing? Bring that through your body. Feel it through every cell of your body. Because this is you. That old stuff, that's limiting beliefs. That's something someone else told you. That's not you. So by giving this motivation and getting to the source, the root of, of the problem in anything. So is that like the root of the trauma? The root of the trauma... Everything has a root. You know, a tree can't grow without its root. So we all have roots from our whole entire life. So by going to that time and accessing that root, what I do is I get them to talk to it. I, I'm like, what does it look like? They'll make it, make it into a picture. Okay, now I want you to ask it when it showed up. Why is it here? Now I want you to go outside of it and look at yourself and be inside it looking, you are the trauma, looking at yourself. Why did it show up? Most of the time it was there to protect them at a certain age. And once somebody realizes, oh, my anxiety was actually there to protect me. Wow. <laughs> my depression was there to protect me. It's not this bad thing. What we can do is release it and reframe it. So we reframe Okay, it was here to protect you. They decide whether they want to release it or if, if they want to transform that picture into how they want to be. Or a new picture can come in and this can be a whole new state of how they want to feel. So it's, it's, it's all about reframing the root of what was going on at that time, the problem. Say it was a parent that was yelling at me or... I just tried to talk to them about their emotions and they, they, they couldn't handle it. But I never really looked at it at the way that 
Were they ever taught how to deal with emotions? It's not me, it's them. So it's all about reframing the perspective, whether it's trauma, performance, anxiety, whether it's fears or phobias. For example, I had, and I'm allowed to speak about this, I had someone who was extremely fearful of saints. They lived on a golf course. They couldn't even walk outside. Well, my, my house in Connecticut is filled with snakes. <laughs> and it only took us one session. And this was, this lady couldn't even walk out of her house and her wife had a beautiful house on a nice golf course, loved to golf too. And we found out it was at 12, she was 12 years old at summer camp and some kid flipped a gardener snake at her. So that was her whole reaction, her whole life about this one scenario. So by being, by going in and using hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming, which Tony Robbins is a big person that is involved with that, you're able to work with the 95% of your brain and take out these strong, strong knowns, these strong beliefs, limiting beliefs we have about ourselves and release them, reframe them and replace them with how you want to feel. Or you could sit around and talk about it the rest of your life. Yeah, or ignore it. Okay. So, so much to decompress here. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. Um, I want to go deep with this. I want to get a definition of neuro-linguistic programming. And then um, so much. I want to find out how someone in a local area can work with someone like you. Um, but all of it makes a lot of sense to me. So we will be uh, right back on Heal Squad with Maria Menounos right after this. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of 
wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, back on Heel Squad with Maria Menounos, Mr. Maria Menounos, with uh, Missy Sunseri, sports and performance hypnotherapist and coach. Um, it's funny, the getting people to a flow state, you know, my wife's word for the new year, every year we try to come up with one word that we're going to be able to refer to uh, to keep us on point for whatever our goals are that upcoming year. So Maria's this year is flow. So that's why it really um, sparked something. I mean, you said flow state because I think so many of us aren't in flow, just in general. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I just think people are very blocked, stressed. And I do agree with you that it does all for all of us go back to those childhood traumas. Um, what is, I mean, okay, so I'm at home now and I'm hearing this interview. Take me through this. What, what's my best course of action if uh, if I'm someone who's had all these problems and I don't have you around immediately? So, um, well, I I also do stuff through Zooms. Good. All right. So we've got this. Is, yes. And what, it's the, what your website is what we want. Oh. It's thenaturalmind.com. Thenaturalmind.com. Yes. Okay. So we can do that. Mm -hmm. Which is nice. Yes. Uh, I'm going to do it, but yes. I was going to say, but, but is it, but do you think that for, but okay, here's something that I usually do too with a lot of therapists is I'll prep for my, my sessions with my, my coach or my therapist. I'll bring questions. I'll bring them breakthroughs. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little work. And then when I refer friends to some therapists, I will create a dossier on the friend. I will say, this is regular guy kev this is where i see the blind spots are these are the past traumas and i'm trying to you know cut to the chase so do you, i feel like if i were to sit with you it might be nice for me to be thinking in my mind what are my what were my some of my traumas oh yeah so by me you know i consider myself just a vessel and i was given these gifts to be able to get people to access this state and what we do is we go in and talk to your subconscious and your subconscious will tell, tell us everything we need to know. So it's not me as somebody looking at you being like, I'm going to diagnose this or this might be the thing or maybe this is it. No, we like, we figure out the way you work, your internal representation, the way you intake information. And by understanding that, we all take in information different ways. Some people, and you can notice by when someone's talking. Say somebody's talking, they're telling a story, and they're looking up a lot. Big visual person. 
Wait, so if they're looking up, what does that mean? That means they're a big visual person. They're seeing the image while they're talking to you. Okay. They say some of the best spellers are imagery people because they spell out it right huh. in front of them. I'm not an imagery person. Okay. <laughs> but, but what are some other things some visual clues? I like this. So um, then, so when I would, for example, when I would talk to a client, I'd be like, I see what you're saying. If they were a visual person in hypnosis, I would talk to them. Do you see what is up there? Imagine what this, then if somebody, for example, looks down to the right, they're a feeler. So if you're talking to somebody and you understand the way they take in information, you're able to speak to them in hypnosis in their own words, and it's able to go in stronger to them. So. If, if somebody is a feeler, I can say to them, oh, like say I have a buddy that's going through something. I feel you, buddy. I feel you. Mm -hmm. Instead of, I see what you're going through. He's like, oh, this doesn't relate. No, I feel you. It's a way to comfort people too. I love this. So, so with certain friends we have, if we could guess, you could say, I, no, I'm going to start using that. I see you or I feel you. Yeah. So... It really, by knowing little cues of how people intake information, you're really able to make them comfortable to be able to do the best work on their self. What are some other cues? So if somebody looks to the right, they're a very big auditory. So, oh, I hear you, buddy. I hear what you're saying. I love that. Yeah. So understanding the way we work and understanding, say we have an issue with somebody, understanding the way they work, you're able to make it work between you both. Instead of being like, oh, this is the way I perceive things, only they're, they're, they're looking at me this way. They, they don't like the way I look or something like that. No, that's what you're thinking in your head. And that's, that's not what the average person perceives. But that's your trauma talking to you in your mind. But it's not the truth. And one thing I would really like people to understand is that thoughts are just thoughts. They are not us. If I have a thought, it doesn't mean it's me. So the more we have a thought and we're like, why did I have that thought? And we go into that thought, we create a loop of those thoughts. Instead of being like, say it a negative thought, letting it just go. That's just a thought. Understanding it's a thought. That's my, that's my depression trying to come back in. Bye. It's just a thought. It's not me. Then you, you can get more to your internal self by not just living in the mind, living in the life of thoughts. What if it's a thought of a past mistake and you say to yourself, okay, it's just a thought, but then the other side says, yeah, but it's the truth. What do you do with that? So my suggestion with that is if you made a past mistake, the best thing to do is apologize for it. Even if you haven't talked to the person in how many years, even if you don't want to talk to the person, write them a letter. If it doesn't deal with a person, Go ahead and forgive yourself because there's no point. It's, it, it's what you do right now, today. 
passes best. So what are you going to do and take from that situation? Am I going to take, oh, I'm a bad person? Oh, I messed up. Or I'm going to take the lesson from that and empower myself to become and grow to be a better person. Because yeah. if we get down on ourselves for everything we ever do, yeah. we're not going to get too far. So you don't really get further ahead. I mean, I guess it keeps you from making the mistake again. So I'm just trying to come up with a counter, but I feel like ultimately it's destructive. Yeah, it ultimately is. It is destructive to your mind. You, you know, forgiveness is a huge thing to yourself. Self-talk is a huge thing to yourself. So, you know, if we have something that you can't, you know, you it keeps coming up in your mind. It's something that happened when you were a child. You know, you did something wrong when you were younger. And every once in a while, you get that glimpse. And you feel a crack. What we do is we go in, in hypnosis. We look at that situation. We reframe it. And we take the lesson and the power out of the lesson. And, and, and make that larger than that old thing that you messed up. So that eventually you, your mind, your, your, your mind does not go that way at all. You will not bring that up in your mind. It's not in your pathway anymore. So with hypnosis, is it, you know, we have this like notion of hypnosis is that you put under some, you know, deep spell and all that. Um, and I know, uh, you know, for me, just between ADD and so many, I, I, it's hard for me to I've tried the hypnosis thing, and I'm just like, all right, I'm bored. I start thinking about Star Trek episodes. And I'm like, oh, who's wrestling tonight? Um, but is it like that, or is it really more just conversational? So, hypnosis is the state before between being awake and asleep. So, you know when you're laying in bed and you're kind of like partially awake, partially asleep? It's just a very deep state that we're able basically a very deep state that we're able to access at that time or going into i would say it is it's deeper than a meditation so if anybody's done a guided meditation mm -hmm. it's not too far off than that it's just deeper as a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. 
Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. Kelsey is so great at making sure she responds to all of you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as 10 dollars a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you. So can you do this for yourself? Yes. Yes. You can do self-hypnosis. I do self-hypnosis. Um self-hypnosis is a great tool for I believe everyone should have a singer tool to look. Because even if you, for example, you know, are in the entertainment industry, working a lot, what you can do in self-hypnosis, you could do a self-hypnosis for 20 minutes and you drop all of your message units for the day. And it's like a brand new awakened of a new sleep, waking up. You, You literally drop all of the message units you have in a day. So imagine we have a cup. And during our day, we get to put in these messages that I get, all this information I get from people. What happens is when we get anxiety, our cup is filled up and it spills over and goes into fight or flight. That's when we are in those high anxieties. Um, A lot of our old trauma comes back. So what I do is I drain that cup. So... By doing self-hypnosis, you're able to drain it yourself, and that's how you can have a perfect recall. Your brain is so clear after you could go take a test, even though you just fit a whole day worth of information in. So I started using it in hypnotherapy school, self-hypnosis, and hypnotizing the information into myself. So I would study a bunch, do a self-hypnosis, and it would give me perfect recall. And is that technique hard? You're already on a mental healing journey where you're meditating. You know, it's kind of like a muscle. Meditating, just like meditating is. The more you do it, the easier it will get for you. So maybe some of the Joan Dispenza stuff, is that self-hypnosis? Oh, yeah. And how do you... That's what Maria, my wife does. Go ahead. How do you know you're in that state? So you're saying it's like similar to meditation, but deeper. So how do you know you're just in a meditative state and you're not in hypnosis? Well, if you're already... Somebody who's popping their self into a meditative state, you're deep enough already. That is a deep hypnosis. That is a that is a light like a light hypnosis where you are able to drop those message units. When you're in that state and you want to like put in messages, do you use your own mind and talk to yourself, or do you have something that's like pre-recorded and you play it? I, I have my own mind and I talk to myself. Okay. So if you think about that time when before sleep and awake, it's also a beautiful time to manifest. So, so is it is it before you're about to go to sleep or just as you're about to wake up? Before you're about to go to sleep. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you take yourself into a self-hypnosis, what I would do is 
I would work with you and give you your words. We would have special words that would work with you to take you into that state. So you'll know you're in because, because we'll practice it where there's no way that you're not in. There, there's no way you would not know if you were in it or not. Yeah, it's not something that is like overtakes you and all of a sudden you're like somewhere else, you know? You're able to guide yourself to where you need to go. You're always in control in hypnosis. And then it's another question that came up with me was that this whole thing of ancestral trauma and how in through hypnosis and through what you do, because you have, you know, you're able to connect with spirits and stuff. So do you release ancestral trauma as well? So um, I don't want to say I am able to because it's all based on the person, whether they want to or not. Okay. But I am able to go find it. I'm able to help be that vessel for them to release it. Um, we have certain traumas that are from this life right here, but we also have ancestral traumas. And what I would do for that is I would take them into another life and then take them to that death and what goes on in between that life. So, but there's so many different ways to get in touch with the ancestral tra trauma. I also help my clients with their spirituality, help them find out how their system works. We all have these systems, just like I said, internal representation. It's finding out how your system works because we all have spiritual gifts. Everyone has spiritual gifts. It's just whether they have accessed them or have done some of the work they need to, to release that, to be able to access them. And do you find when you're working with somebody and they come to you because they want to be better at their specific performance, whatever that may be, and they're not interested in spirituality, that over time working with you, they become more in tune with it? Yes. They kind of, they, they don't really, in a way, don't really have an option because it shows up because of how deep we go. I connect with every one of my clients and go in. Not every hypnotherapist goes in with every one of their clients. Because I'm in there holding a space and a container for them to be able to reframe and release. So so when 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 a when a client comes in for something else, usually when they come in for a very specific thing, they're not that familiar with hypnosis. So then they have their first session. And they're like, oh, this isn't at all what I was expecting. Oh, these are the other things I have to work on, by the way. That's what that's what usually comes. I like what Kevin was saying, that you prepare for the session, but your session turns out to be something different than you planned. Yeah, well, I actually do not prepare for any session. I, I set my intention. Well, I mean, in my mind, you know, I could go over some things, but I set my intention that I am a vessel to help this person. And I'm a big angel person. So I call in my angels and I ask them to guide me. And whatever comes out of my mouth is meant for that person to hear. Sometimes after I'm like, they're like, that was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, it's exactly what you needed to hear, you know? And it just comes out because I, tr I trust my guides. I trust my angels and I trust myself because I have gone through the work. Hypnosis 
saved my life. So I'm able to sit there as somebody who's gone through tra trauma, PTSD, I've depression, anxiety. I've gone through and I've worked and healed myself through hypnosis, NLP, and other different modalities. Spirituality has been huge. And I have gone in to the dirty parts. I have reframed. I have released. I have puked. I have cried. It has been a journey. But I'm able to say that it works. And you will feel this relief. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing to see the change when you have somebody that doesn't believe in their self. And then you work with them in their performance and then their parent comes up to me and I'm like, what'd you do to my kid? My kid now at home so confident. They were scared of a fly before. I'm like, now they're ready for college. I know I did my job. I have so many people I work with that need you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I, I'm only, you know, I'm verbal and that's fine. You know, meaning I can say, you know, you're blocked here. Or, um, you know, yeah, I was meeting with a celebrity yesterday and, uh, and, uh, you know, we had the whiteboard out, we were going over the brand and it just was so many blocks, so many blocks, so many, well, can't do this or how's that going to happen? And it was just, it was a lot. And, and when she left, I just called her on the phone. I said, listen, I said, got to keep your mind in a state of possibility. I said, because if you, you just go look up what happens when you don't. It's there's scientific proof behind if you don't see it, it's not going to happen. You're going to manifest it not ha happening. And I'm like, if I, we're going to work together, I really have, you've got to lift that. But see, that's just verbal. You get into the, I believe the unconscious, the subconscious is where it's at. Yeah. Right. And so it's almost the difference between like 50 years of, you know, three days a week of psychotherapy and it could just be cut so Mm -hmm. so much faster to the chase by going subconscious and unconscious. And these are one of the modalities. So for example, I had, um, I had this client who went to a trauma facility, went to a um, psych ward, went on every different medication. And this client um, went through a lot and um, nothing worked for him. Constant state of depression. Like, literally, like, it was, it, I felt so bad for this young, young, young guy. He was, he was very young and just nothing worked for him. And when I saw his shift, I got him out of his depression. I don't even see him anymore. And that's my goal. I don't want to see you for the rest of your life. Love that. That's how my therapist I work with too. It's like, no, I want you to go on and live your life. Come back and check in when you, as needed, but none of this three days a week, the rest of your life baloney. Yeah. Again, not knocking anyone does that. Not knocking anyone does that as a profession. Some people, if that's what keeps you from throwing yourself off a bridge, I'm all in. Yeah. You know, I'm all in. Um, okay. You guys, we're going to take another break. And then when we come back, we have to get more into this. I want to know, um, and yeah, I'll save my questions. You guys, obviously, there's a lot to talk about. We'll be right back um, after this break. Being a dad is one of the greatest things that has happened to me. And when Athena was born, I knew that I really wanted to make sure I was spending as much time as possible with her. With Maria and I's busy schedules, 
Limiting anything that takes time away from our precious Athena makes all the difference. And luckily for us, Macy's has done that for us. When it came to shopping for Athena, we were able to find her some clothes, a monitor, and even a travel bed that we otherwise would have spent so much time looking for at multiple places. This was a big reason why Macy's became our go-to for so many of our needs. And we know it could be the same for you. We have a curated list of Macy's items that have made shopping so much easier. And we think it can do the same for you. Head to www.macy's.com backslash heel squad and let us know what you come up with. By the way, Macy's, I, I just, I, I love our partnership with them because I love being able, the, the, the fact that they have shoppers for you, the fact that they have items beyond clothing, but then also it's made us go to the store. So it's so fun. And have that shopping experience. Yeah, yeah, which I love. And there's something for everybody at Macy's. Yeah, there really is. There really is. Thank you, Macy's. Um let's get back to our hypno talk. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about addiction. And I think I'm gonna I would like to hit you with extreme addiction and then Nat has a good follow-up about just day-to-day addictions we all have. But I have friends who are dealing with have family members who are addicts, some young, some old, and literally are just draining the life out of the family. And they don't know what to do because they don't want to cut them off and put them out on the street. Do you have any experience working with people with addicts, alcoholics, drug yes, addicts? I do. Um, you know, one thing I think I believe addicts are is actually very spiritual beings. And they, they come down to this world and they don't really know how to handle it. A lot of addicts have had a trauma, a major trauma in their life that has made them want to dis- dissociate. So if you send an addict to a place that they're just going to talk about things and maybe have some group sessions, it's not going to get anywhere for them. It's not going to get anywhere for them. You have to change their timeline, their view of everything. You have to bring that belief inside yourself because they can't, nobody can get sober for their family. It has to be for themselves. And that's the biggest problem that addicts have is they try to get sober for somebody else and it doesn't work. Until you want to get sober yourself, that's the time it's going to work. Can we explore the fact that they're spiritual beings? That just really struck me and I've felt that before too. Talk, talk, go into that a little deeper. So, um, Spiritual beings, I, I also believe that ADE people are very spiritual beings. Um, that's why they're able to float through so many different places. They almost have a quantum field that they have access to that they're getting their information from. But addiction, a lot of people that are spiritual people that have these gifts put their self, decide to put their self through a lot of trauma that they can become a higher vibrational being later in life. So we go down here to experience these traumas, experience these lessons, and, and decide to heal, decide to take that higher route. And it doesn't mean, oh, because I failed three times, doesn't mean I can still not take the higher route. It's all hap- what happens today. It's what you do today with addiction. What you do today, that doesn't matter all the stuff you did there. Yeah, you'll go and you'll say your sorries and do your things. But understanding when you don't feel comfortable in your body and you don't, you're, you don't feel comfortable on this earth, 
the most so at myself i i've been sober from alcohol for two years thank you and when i am in my spiritual state there is no alcohol that could ever tempt me anything like that actually now nothing tempts me because i have gone into my into myself and i made it a known that alcohol is just not for me it just doesn't go with my body once you can accept that it's not for you instead of oh something's been taken away from me it it, it hasn't been taken away from you it just doesn't go with your body chemistry so a lot of a lot of a lot of um a lot of people that are addicts they're trying to get somewhere when they're doing drugs they're trying to get somewhere they're trying to get this high get into this other realm high meaning higher higher spiritual realm these other realms like a lot of people that you know have say they they do a lot of hallucinogens or i've i've had some people that take too many hallucinogens because they're trying to get to their spiritual selves but understanding that you can bring that inside yourself and have that on this 3 year. If addicts would understand that, because they're trying to get somewhere. It's like, where are you trying to go? You're trying to get to this higher realm. To this space. Because... Is some of that higher realm to just even escape the pain? Maybe oh, yeah. because they're spiritual, they're taking in so much and they just can't handle it. Exactly. That's why you, you always hear, someone will talk about an alcoholic uh, son or daughter or a drug addict, and they say, but they're so brilliant at blank, but they're the most amazing, boom, mm -hmm. oh my God, they have a heart, of, there's always that but, and the but is actually accurate. Yeah. Yep. Does that um, make sense? Yeah, it does, it does. Yeah. Um, it It's also because spiritual, spirit, more spiritual beings are very sensitive to all different energy. So when you, for example, for me, when I would when I would drink, it would take away seeing things. It would take away not feeling everybody else's energy. So it it it's also a way to I don't want to feel your stuff anymore. I don't want to feel my stuff. Let's drink. So or whatever their their drug of choice is. But what it is is also they're so sensitive that everybody else doesn't feel what they feel when they're in a room with somebody. So then they start going to these other sources. Oh, this makes me feel comfortable in my body. Oh, I, I'm not taking on their stuff. I'm not taking on this stuff because I'm not even really in my own. So that dissociation is also dissociation from people, not just from themselves. So I have someone I know who, um, when the child was three years old the um the dad had a heart attack and died with her the three-year-old in her arms in his arms and um the child now has grown up to be a young adult and struggles with addiction i have always felt that there was a trauma a spiritual exchange just went on for this poor little girl's body to handle and you know it's East Coast people, so they're like, yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that, that's great. Write a good script about it. Yeah. Yeah. But does that make sense to you? Oh, it totally does. Well, what do you make of that? Uh, well, one thing is, is 
we are very connected to our parents. Our energy is very connected to our parents. So if there is a traumatic situation when you're connected as a baby to that energetic field, that's where you, you look for your love. That's where you look for everything. And then all of a sudden, you feel everything your parents feel when you're a baby. You can feel your parents. So if I'm a baby and I feel and I go through death of my parent, you have to go into that source and release that or else there will be addiction. There will be acting out. There will be, there will be anger. And the one thing that people don't understand is anger is really sadness. So when you're pissed about something, you're like, what am I really sad about? Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn. It, it's, it's, it's it. Like, yeah. What it, cause being Italian, uh, it's first thing came up. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I like I'll start to get pissed. And then I'm like, okay, what am I really sad about? And it, as soon as you do that, you're like, okay, I'm not really that pissed anymore. I'm not pissed anymore because I just realized what I was really sad about. And now I'm going to do something about so that. true. Okay, Nat, bring us back to the addictions that most of us deal with, which is consumerism and is yeah, so I, alcohol you know, and caffeine. Go ahead. We're talking about addiction. I was like, there's so many people are, I feel, and I could be wrong, are addicted to stuff that's acceptable. Like binge watching, mm -hmm. our cell phones, you know, being constantly on social media or, you know, coffee and like all of these things that are socially acceptable, but they're also disassociating you from your life. Oh, yeah. And it's just because they're not ruining your life or affecting you in your day to day where you can physically see it. Yeah. Okay. I'm addicted to coffee is a huge one. I'm not I'm, I don't drink coffee, but say I'm addicted to coffee. It, what what does coffee do? It's acceptable society that it looks like I'm working harder or I'm doing this. Meanwhile, if I probably took a nap and went back and worked, it would have I, I would be ten times more productive. But we we have these little addiction these addictions daily that people just because they do not ruin or affect other people around us, they're not looked at. And it's it's very interesting, you know, breaking a habit. Breaking a habit is the same thing as breaking a negative mind pattern. So as I say, neurons that fire together, wire together. So if I if I think if I if I'm a negative thinker and I start to let little positive thoughts come in. Well, because if I'm a negative thinker, I'm going to continue. My neurons, my neuro, my neuroplasticity, my, it's going to be all negative. But if I slip in that positive thought, say a positive form of a habit, and I continue to bring those in, it becomes the known and my pathway. So that's how you change a habit or your mentality, if that makes sense. It does. And I think I'd like to follow up with the phone because I think that is now worse than coffee. Right? Yeah. Think. Oh, yeah. I think so. And then I also have a follow up. I do have a lot of questions, but let's go to Kev. Well, do you see? I see the phone is um, 
all of us. And then I get, I, I now I'm hearing about you. Uh, some of my friends' children, they, they'll scream and scry and like they go crazy. It's taking something away from them that's so vital. Yeah. Which, because it's, it's pure dopamine. Pure dopamine. So they're just getting dopamine hit, dopamine hit, dopamine hit. This younger generation, that's all they're getting. All they're so getting. if they don't have it, there's no patience. There's nothing like, if they don't have that source of dopamine, oh, I need to go look at my phone or this, they're addicted. They're completely mind controlled. I mean, want to talk about zombies? Hold up your phone and look at, look at most of society walking around. And, and the phones are not good for our mental health. So when you wake up, first thing that goes in your mind, do not look at your phone. Because if you look at your phone, whatever you see, that is going to be your start to the day, your root of the day. And that's how your day is going to go. So you start off the day inside yourself. You go, you do your little five, five three-minute meditation. Start out with three minutes. It doesn't have to be some long, lengthy thing, like I'm going to see, you know, a few lives or something like that. Just simple, acting like a tree, ground yourself, focus on your breath. By doing that, you start yourself inside your body, and everything around you will not affect you the way it does if you look at yourself on Reddit in one. I need a workaround for the fact that I'll, I'll put my time around if I'll sleep 15 minutes in, I'll listen to podcasts, and then 15 minutes, yoke goes off, and I'm in. But, um, yeah, I'm li I was literally thinking, I think it's time to go get an old uh, AM radio with a timer on it and just go back to listening to, you know, I know this is the show Coast to Coast, alien talk. Um, I love Coast to Coast. Yeah, right? I mean, I, but I, because I've seen my, I actually feel my body so drained by the blue light of the phone and the computer i feel the pain as i'm looking at it, i feel the pain as much as i'm enjoying the content yeah. and getting the dopamine i physically feel pain like uh and you know and and, it, and and i know from studies i've only had this in my life for 10 or 15 years but imagine oh you know when you're a baby developing you're developing with this yikes yeah so, so I mean, a suggestion would be to get a KMF blocker on your phone. Yeah. On, just basically throughout your whole house or um, an organite pyramid, too, which is basically like pyramids. So, other pyramids, and there's organite in the bottom, then there's clear crystal quartz, which clear crystal quartz is in our whole body. Okay. Blood, DNA, cells, also all around in our cell phones. And then it has copper wiring. And what it does is it takes away the EMS. So you go, I had them throughout. I mean, I sent them to my parents. Oh, I have to say, because I really feel it's doing an upbringing. Now, when I did biofeedback, and I'd love to get your comments on this, I worked with the practitioner I worked with. He said, you know, with my thyroid and my Hashimoto's, he said, do you, is your bed located near the, um, where the electricity comes into your house. You know how every house has a box, yeah. right? With your electric. I said, um, it's literally eight feet below. How long have you been at your house? I'm like, too long, <laughs> 20 years. He said, how long have you had the Hajimoto? I was like, I don't know, like 12, 13 years. He, goes, he said, for men, it's he said, it's 100% of the time, it it's, it goes to electrical. Okay. Uh, 
overexposure to that stuff. And, uh, and now I want to find a way I can't move the box and it's not possible physically, but I, ha I want to find a way to block that. I don't know if it's even adding a layer of sheetrock. That's a different material. I don't know what to do, but, but I'm nervous because my daughter's room is right next to mine. Yeah. EMF blockers and you know, organite, um, pyramids and it will take it down. It, it won't affect you. Yeah. Thank you. I, that's how she clears follow-up questions oh yeah I did have a okay go girl so they partly related and unrelated to what you were talking about but sparked in me so I have two questions the one is you said you can create a new so can you create a new personality can you be a different person going through this process like working with you yeah or are you at the core the same person well I think most people in those times of their life don't know who they are so it's it's hard for them to get to that core. So by taking away, that's why it's called the, the natural mind, taking away all this trauma and all this outside stuff that has happened in this three-dimensional universe and get you to understand who you are. Who you are. Yeah. How does it start? I mean, is it who you are defined by what your purpose is here? Um, because I feel... That's a, another plague. I don't think anyone knows who they are. No, no, I, I, I don't. I don't really think anybody really fully understands who they are. And I think that every day, you know, we're not who we were 20 minutes ago. Do you think you knew the crowd? I'm learning every day. No, but like she said, she's yeah. not who she was five minutes ago. That's Deepak Chopper, sir. That's too. Yeah, yeah. I have a, um, I do, I do know my spirit in a way of energy. Um, I believe I know where I came from. Uh, but I, every day I'm, from the littlest thing, I'm learning something new. I'm adapting. I'm, I'm, I'm just, what I do is I trust my guides and myself, I do my spiritual maintenance and I like to call it spiritual maintenance, you know, like spiritual hygiene. Make sure you're doing your spiritual hygiene. What is spiritual maintenance and spiritual hygiene? So spiritual hygiene is make sure you're clearing yourself. You're getting your feet on the ground. I, I wake up and I just straight put my feet on the grass. Uh, when you put your feet on the ground, we are natural batteries. It clears you. And it energizes you, clears you and energizes you. It's literally physics. And by, by doing that, I'm clearing myself and giving myself energy from the earth. Okay. Then I do my clearings. I do my meditation and my prayer. So by doing that every day, I, and I put protections around myself every, every day. I so you envision it like a shield. Yes. And I say it out loud. I say it out loud. I like say I want to get rid of energy. I say I release any and all energy that I have gained today that is not for my highest good. I release it now. I no longer choose to carry it, this energy. And then I'll 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 like make a loud noise and be like take a deep breath and clear it and do the earth. And I'll be like thank you Mother Earth for taking us out here. And then if I thought, when I do that every day, it it is a complete. <laughs> It is a complete difference in your day. You're not jumping up here, all the technology around. You don't end up up here. You're so 
grounded inside yourself. And you know you're coming from a pure intention. And how do you end the day? I end the day with, I do, I do do prayer. And um, I do... Do you also release anything you picked up? Oh, yeah. I release anything I picked up multiple times during the day. I do it Don't. throughout the day. Throughout the day. Just continue. If I was just in a situation, I'm like, you know, I want to quit myself. We all pick up stuff. You know, you might be more intuitive, but we all pick up stuff. And I feel because women are, have to be more sensitive be, to protect themselves. I, I know women just pick up so much stuff. So I love the idea of we're dumping all day. Yeah. Yeah. Dumping all day. Like just little high spiritual hygiene. Spiritual hygiene. It's like, so you're working in your office, your cubicle, you, when you go to the bathroom or maybe you can walk around the building or you know, that's where maybe you do your dump. Yeah. Yep. So can you use a grounding mat instead of going outside? Yeah, good question. Because yes. someone who doesn't use a grounding mat. A grounding mat. Yes. Yep. Okay, then my other follow-up question: We're changing the subject. But outside's um, better. I'm outside is better. You know, I, I, you know, we were told about this. This was crazy where I live. So we bought one of those devices to test our soil, and it was. <laughs> it was like it was electric <laughs> soil. Yeah, because. Crazy Kev, I've got, I've got a really nice lighting scheme out there. Very pretty, changes colors even. Oh, well, it looks like Disney. <laughs> but the problem is it's, it's electrified. Uh, so yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah. I, I think the grounding mat and it, yeah. Anyway, I just think people live in apartments and live in the big city. It's tough to. Yeah, it's very tough to, to get that. But also uh, what they could do is they can Say you could do it in a bath, you do it in the water. So like in the shower? Yeah, in the shower you can clear and bring in what you want in the shower. You can do that with- Water and manifestation oh. is huge. Wait, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's Tell okay. me about water and manifestation. So water, using the elements that we have on this 3D universe, by using them, until you hear all these talk, you know, as they say, the people who run things all use the elements still. Okay? So by us using water, water is a manifestation tool. It it literally, I notice when I manifest outside of water, it is, the manifestation comes later. When I manifest inside water, it's instantaneously. And it's, it is, it is, I can't even explain it, how, how well it connects. So whether shower, swimming... Swimming, yeah, shower. I mean, even if somebody has a little tree in their apartment or a little green in their apartment, they could hold on to the tree for a second and ask the tree to take the energy. Connect with nature, if you can. A natural element. Sure, not bad if you fire. Write down what you want to get rid of and throw it in the fire. That's a good one. Mm. What about Epsom salt baths? Epsom salt baths are, are, I highly suggest them. Um, yeah, what do they do for you? Because they were suggested to me, and I have been doing them the last few nights. And like, yeah. <laughs> so it just helps release the talk. You know, we have so much toxic stuff around us these days that it just helps release that toxic stuff. And then also for our muscles and, you know, our joints, everything, it, it, it helps to loosen them and take away that pain. I mean, I also believe a bath in general, say so you put some lavender in it too with the Epsom salt, there's your meditation. 
sit there, meditate. Meditating doesn't have to be just sitting in a special position, in a special spot, every day in a certain spot. You can meditate many different ways. Just, you know, it's kind of like with so many different modalities, find out what works for you. What works for you? Yeah, because I think people get intimidated by meditating because they think it's, you know, sitting crisscross legged and, you know, your fingers, touch, your thumbs touching your forefinger. And, you know, they think it's, and they're like, I can't do that. Yeah. But you're right. It is. Yeah. I feel it's all, it's maybe driving around listening to music. Exactly. Walk, just walking. Just walking. See, noticing your foot. Touch the ground every time. Touch the ground every time. That, that is a deep meditation. You're literally having the intention of placing your foot onto the earth. That energy that is connecting is it's connecting you to the frequency of the earth. Even if you're doing it with shoes. I suggest taking off shoes. But even if you're doing it with shoes, it still slows you down where you're focusing on each foot hitting the ground where it calms down your, your natural rhythm. It calms down that brain. And it brings you back into your body. If you're barefoot. Well, if you're barefoot, even if you're not and you're walking, it still brings you back into your body because you're focusing on your feet touching the ground. So our goal is to get people back into our body. Kind of with, I, I find out that a lot of people are living in hypnosis. So in order for me to hypnotize them, I have to de-hypnotize them. I, yeah, I, that blows me away because I feel, you know, when I look at, um, I'm a history major, and I look at old films of Nazi Germany, I feel like those people are all hypnotized. Frequencies that Hitler was setting out in the battlefields, those are mind-crazy frequencies. In the speeches? Yeah. And his, his, his voice? That was all hypnosis. So, my churches, they're hypnosis. You have the sense, you have somebody dressed in a larger thing, they're up on the stage. Yeah. So at our school, um, they teachers were on the stage. They dressed nice. They were higher up than us. I'm like, do you realize we just hypnotized all the information at the end of the school? Why do you think our stage? On an average, this like hypnosis. Yeah, they had them up higher on them. So tell them to be a bad thing. No, but can it obviously can be. Yeah, I mean hypnosis. But let's talk about the fact. I do believe we are. Mm. I mean, when I see both uh, the two sides and the politics and the extremes, you're hypnotized. You don't even see reality. No, they don't. It 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 really is that they ha they are in hypnosis. It's hypnosis. I mean, you think about and and then you ask them why they're so upset and like the other point of like kind of like okay, so why do you think they are right? They they don't even have a reason for it. no. No, I'm like, so what? What's going out there that's telling on these things, right? And it's it's the media, right? Mm -hmm. so it's it's the all media, social media, and the toxicity that's being spewed. Mm -hmm. Wow. Ah, uh, okay. I we but there's hope with hypnosis. There really is, yeah. and um, I, I I'm I'm I think I'm gonna be signing up. What is this? The naturalline dot com. <laughs> I mean that though. I'm gonna. I have one more question for you. Um, back to what we were previously talking about. When you're talking about like the baby takes on the f the emotions of the parent or like is super connected to the parent. Is that just your biological parent or is that the parent that is your parent? 
it, it's not just biological. So when you go, so what happens is whether your parents biological or not, it does not matter. So what it, you have a biological parent and a non-biological parent, how does that work? They're the both. It's so your connection. Both. It's connection. Yes. So, so when when you have when a child is born, they receive the way they internalize things is a lot like the mother because they can feel what their mother's feeling. They learn their behavior off of the second parent because they watch that parent react, interact with that mother. So that's where we get our behavior. So I'm a lot like my dad. And that's, and that's why the... It's the secondary parent. Secondary parent. Well, you see that without... The, I learned that when I took classes in alcoholism. It's the secondary parent that the... It's you know, because of what you just said. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They take on the behavior of the secondary parent, yeah. not the primary one. Do they internalize the primary parent, the mother? Mm-hmm. Because they're... So it's always... Do they always internalize the mother? Well, well not the parent, right? Whoever, yeah, honey. yeah. Whoever the primary parent is, yeah, like who, who they are. But um, it depends if the secondary parent is a open being, and is it they're going to be just they're going to be connected too. What if they're not? Yeah, then they'll probably gain the behavior. Is it that person? Of the secondary parent, ready? How do you counteract? And yeah, how do you do, how do you make that not happen if the secondary one is... He's like a narcissist, for example. Yeah. It's helping them understand he was a narcissist and reframing that whole experience for that person and showing them how it's became, how it's made them into even a better person by understanding, oh, how don't I turn out to be a narcissist. Well, first coming to understand that, it's it's huge taking that step. But but by under by also we have families that have say I come from a very negative household. Well I have friends like that. My house was the house where like people came to. It was the safe spot. So a lot of times somebody won't turn out that way because they have a say they have a big coach in life or they have some teacher that was really inspirational to them or they have an uncle that they really get along with and this it's other people in their life that can show up that can take over that behavior with us and make us understand that behavior is not correct so we're not going to take it take it on and that's how you can do it yeah, that's how you can do it in real time. And also, I mean, it all depends on the mother, too. If the mother makes the decision to leave the narcissist, the child's going to see that that is not the correct way to act. Good. And do you work with young, young, younger kids, too? Yeah, I do. Like little, little kids? Like I um, just this past fall worked with uh, around their eighth grade girls team did hypnosis with them they loved it then i worked with some 10 and 11 year olds what's the youngest person you've ever worked with five and what's the oldest person you've ever worked with once you get to a certain age i don't ask their age 
I would say maybe 75. It was a long talk to get them to be like, oh, I can see that. Oh, oh, I, I, I want to try that. But the reason why it started was because they wanted to be better at ball. That's how I got them. That's the gateway here. Mm-hmm. So, somebody, have you found in your experience that a person who comes to you at, let's say, 75, not the, not this person, but somebody, they are generally on a path to healing and expanding and doing more? Or is it like this person, it's like awakening to the process? Older people, it's a lot of awakening to the process. Um, and I believe that a lot of older people, when they have their partner pass, they they want to feel better. And really, they'll try anything, too. And I think that when you have a big loss or a big tragedy in your life, it takes you out of what you could say more older people are like, oh, I'm just this way. I'm stuck in my ways. This is just me. Like, that's what you hear from them. But when they have something rattle their life, it, it makes them look at themselves. Disrupt. And it disrupts that pattern. Exactly. Last question. Do you, do you ever work with people with cancer? Yeah. Um, so I worked with, so you can actually work with the pain management of cancer and hypnosis. Um, but I worked with um, someone who, I don't know how they've survived these surgeries. Literally have survived 3% survival rate surgeries, brain brain surgeries. Just this person, though, is probably one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And she, this is just a beautiful thing that I have to share, is that, you know, one thing, and there is a study of, People talking to cancer, uh, talking to cancer cells positively and watching them get smaller. Yes. Having that belief, I'm going to, I am surviving. Like, I'm, this doesn't, that is a huge part of everything. Right. And I feel like that's what you could help with. You know, there are a lot of people deep down don't believe they can get better or they're fighting cancer. So they're bringing that same dark negative energy. I'm going to fight it, I'm going to beat it. Yeah, that's not, not, no. right? Yeah. But I think you could help with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally could. I've been lost. So yeah, so I think it's not necessarily that you're going to cure cancer, but you can get their mind right so their mind can treat the cancer in the way of dispensa. Yes, right? exactly, exactly. And so this, this lady, she was going in for a major brain surgery, and her eye... She's down, and her son says, you know, Mom, you got to go in with your top gifts, like what you're good at, and you're good at being funny. Clearly, you have to go into this, like this is a basketball game, and you got to bring out your tops, you know, your abilities. And he's like, so we brought up that humor, you know, got her going, and she went in and sang, you know, uh, highs and goodbyes to her family because there's about... A 7% chance she's going to survive this. And 
the, the doctor, all these doctors, because they took some of her brain to study it, all these people wanted to watch it and everything like that. They opened the coroner. There's about 50 doctors, literally, up in the tops, everything like this. And she looks at them and she goes, who brought the beer? <laughs> like, it's a party. Who brought the, everybody laughed. And then she went in and came out. That positive attitude, that little shit, that joke, it, it, it alivens you. You know, your subconscious can't tell the difference between imagining something or if it's really happening. So if I sit here and I imagine the beach, the waves, the breeze, my subconscious is going to believe I'm at the beach. So think about how powerful we can use that to trick our brains or to get us into a state we want to be in. Bring up another happy, positive state. And open your eyes, bring that state to here and now, and continue your that. What age are you back? I yeah. need you sitting with Queenie, <laughs> with Maria. Missy's son, Sari, what an amazing uh, conversation this was. Uh, sports and performance. Hypnotherapist and coach, and, and if you hear this interview, obviously a lot more. You can check out her work at thenaturalmind.com. And then are you on social media as well? It's the Natural Mind. At the Natural Mind. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, let's please will you come back and see us. Uh, yeah, I think we need round two with Maria and so on and so forth. Uh, Dwayne, am I good to say goodbye to our friends at Heal Squad? You are good. All right. Where's the, so there's the, the signature outro. So sorry, it's not regular guy Friday. It, here we make good choices. We are, we be nice people and we remember to be present. Okay. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. Program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.